Welcome to the 25th episode of the Cocktails and Culture podcast, where we enjoy some cocktails and have fun with the culture. Um, I could go on a rant and apologize about me going at like five, almost six weeks without giving you an actual new episode, but they say the best way to apologize is with changed behavior. And I feel like this is the third or fourth time I've had to apologize for this. So I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> it's really challenging. Like, obviously, I'm still creating content on the Instagram page that that's at cocktails and culture underscore on Instagram. But getting time to set aside to actually record a cohesive, decent episode of the podcast has been a lot more challenging than I thought it would be during the holiday season because literally every week aside from working and trying to make it to the gym and trying to still create content and make cocktails and maintain my home setting aside a specific amount of time to just zero in and record an episode was damn near impossible like I have not had any real time to do it which I'm I mean, but shit, this isn't my full-time job. I'm not like fucking Jesus and Mary. Like, this is, I'm getting a paycheck for. Like, I'm not. You know, this is literally just a passion project. So, you get what you get. But I am really excited to be able to get one out because this is it. This is the last one of 2020. Jesus. This is the last one of 2019. The last one of the year. I would go on a rant, say the last one of the decade. But I've only been doing this for barely a year. So... I think it's poignant to just drop one last episode to pretty much circle back and reflect on everything that happened with the page this year. Um, I'm just like, I'm kind of surprised, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, that it's still going strong. I'm still getting new followers. I'm still getting interactions. I'm still making fucking cocktails. Oh, segue. I just had my sixth annual whiskey and rip party. And for those who don't know, every year around the holiday season, me and a group of my friends, we just have a big ass party where everyone brings a bottle of whiskey or bourbon. And I address this in my Instagram story as well. Everybody brings a bottle of whiskey or bourbon. They think of what cocktail they want to make and they bring you know, whatever else they may want to bring to go along with that. Like one person made an eggnog cocktail, so he brought his own eggnog. Uh, another person brought, they brought the fucking maraschino cherries, which, and I'm not talking about the regular $2 maraschino cherries you get at, down at the market. He brought the Luxardo maraschino cherries that I've been too cheap to buy because it's $20 for a, a jar of cherries in all, in all actuality. So now... I have some that's a positive but everyone just brought a bunch of shit and we all just made cocktails uh eat ribs and fries and get shit faced and enjoy each other in the holidays and it's a really big it's not a big deal but I think it's important to make your own traditions especially when a lot of my peers have relocated from home and they don't live in the same neighborhood they don't live around their immediate families and you do kind of you miss what you used to have. You miss, 
you know, the camaraderie and you miss the, the traditional things that you've always used to do. And I think it's very important to make your own fucking traditions. You don't have to say, oh, I wish I was back back home with my parents because we used to do this, we used to do that. I mean, it's fine. You can reminisce for it, but there's nothing preventing you from making something that's all your own. And my whiskey and rip party is something that's a tradition out here for me in my life in California. So very excited that we pulled it off again this year and very excited that it went off without a fucking hitch. So don't be afraid to just pull something out of your ass. You know, it doesn't have to be the same thing. It can always be something different. And entertaining is always fun. You know, getting a group of friends together around the holiday season. I feel like, and I've seen on my feet, a lot of people are doing that. And it's a, and it's a cool thing. So yeah, I got shit faced. Um, a few drinks that we made were the Algonquin, uh, which I believe was sweet vermouth and bourbon and pineapple juice, which is actually pretty fucking good in all honesty. I'm actually going to like put a pin in that because if you can imagine, I've drank a lot, not just this past year, but definitely in the holiday season. So I am going to, and actually this is very appropriate as well. I'm going to go on a month cleanse. I'm going to stop drinking for a month. <gasps> yeah, my body, my spirit, I need to detoxify heavily. And cocktails and beer, booze, and whatever the fuck have you really don't go along with any type of detox. So the Instagram page will still be going and I'll still post more culture related things and obviously I don't know I'll figure it out right it's cocktails and culture you know I'll probably just make a few more fucking things and just I don't know I, I'm I, at this point I'm rambling I have no idea how I'm gonna maintain a, the cocktail portion of cocktails and culture because I won't be fucking drinking I'm not even gonna lead you all astray that's very disingenuous and also you know shit Everybody has to has to reset. I definitely have to fucking reset. So that's going to be a really big uh, change that you'll see. And then obviously after that first month, I'll go back into kind of what we did or what was done when the page first started a year ago is lighter calorie options of cocktails. You know, things that are not super heavy in the sugar and not super heavy in the mixers. But obviously in the holiday season, you just go for it. You go balls to the wall. And I probably don't want to see another motherfucking bourbon, whiskey, nothing for the next few months. Just ugh, burnt out. <laughs> and But I digress. I am really happy about how this year turned out. You know, not just for myself, but more so with the page. Because it was just put out there without any real expectations on what was to come. And all the feedback. And I, and I know I say this on every other episode. But every feedback that... All the feedback that I've gotten has pretty much been positive and really encouraging. And I think the biggest lesson I learned this year, which is a fucking great lesson to round out the decade, is don't be afraid to go for yours. Don't be afraid to just go for it. And, and obviously, if you want motivational speaking and all that type of shit, you don't really come here for it. For it. But I'm going to give you a little bit right now. And I think it's a general consensus. Everybody says the same thing. Whatever you want to do, fucking do it. Fucking do it. 
get a plan and execute it. I mean, within the last 10 years of my life, I've dropped everything and moved across the country, got married, got job, car, like all the little things that I've never done or even thought about doing. I did. Actually, I moved across the country to California. I've moved three times. And each spot that I've moved to has been substantially better than the one before, obviously. And like I said, meeting my husband, dating, getting engaged, getting married, working, not getting fucking fired, continuously getting promotions, making more money, and learning more about myself as a person. It was a big decade for growth because obviously going from 23 to 33, I've learned a fucking lot. So whatever you want to do, no matter how crazy or outrageous or just (sighs) unreal it may be, just go for it. And even if you fail or, 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 or the outcome isn't desirable, you are going to learn valuable lessons along the way cool i know you're gonna ask me what am i drinking right now i'm not drinking shit because i just had that whiskey and rip party and i'm like a shell of a person right now i don't know if you can even hear it in my voice i am just like if i dropped dead right now and i would get sent to the morgue and an autopsy would be performed on me i think i'm filled with nothing but corn husks i am just dry Lord, I'm dry. That's fine, though. Um, I think the one of the things that I kind of want to talk about is that my favorite cocktail of the year. My favorite cocktail of the year. Now, Tiki Summer was... Tiki Summer was fun. It was really, really fun. I don't know how I'm going to top it this summer. Probably another round. Because there's so many Tiki drink and Tiki cocktails that just... It's just great for the season. So I really had a ball doing that. But honestly, my favorite new cocktail that I never tried before, because I will always say my gin, St. Germain, my Friday night special is always like, that's my number one go-to. Boom, boom, boom. But my favorite cocktail that I discovered for the first time since making the page is my Spirit of the Grove with Doucet and Orange Blossom Water and St. Germain the thing here that one was because the orange blossom water like who who thinks to have that on deck you know i had to go to a specialty a little hood specialty agribar market to get it i mean it was like two three dollars for a bottle but i still had to get it and then you just hear them all together and it doesn't sound right but especially because i don't necessarily think that saint germain goes with cognacs but it just fucking worked it worked and I love it so spirit of the grove is definitely my favorite obviously by the time you're listening to this DM me let me know what your favorite cocktail of the year was I posted a lot there are a lot there are a lot of drinks some of them are very well known everybody knows what an old-fashioned is everybody knows what them what a mimosa is but there was a lot of nuanced ones you know, the, the gin cocktail with the cucumber and pepper and jalapeno. Oh, no. Okay, okay. Spirit of the Grove was definitely 
up there, but the celery gimlet, I may fuck around and make one of those today. The celery gimlet was good. <laughs> and celery gimlet was so good because it was celery bitters and muddled celery with uh, salt. It was just, it was so, and cilantro. It was so savory. Does it have cilantro? I think that was the other one. But it, the, the celery gimlet was it. That was it. That, that was the one where I was like, whoa. And because I'm not a big savory cocktail person, I'm not a super sweet one, I'm just like straight to the point. But to have a cocktail, a gin cocktail, to be like a meal, so fucking good. That's actually one you can actually look to make in the new year because it's gin and it's light. And I would love to do uh, Throwback Thursdays and like kind of repost some of the classic cocktails in my IG stories. I just don't think I'm at the point yet to start bringing back the old shit. I still gotta give you new shit. Um, I mean, for all, for all of you who are listening, who didn't listen to my first few episodes, which I'm not saying go back and listen, but this was literally just me and a friend of mine talked about it, uh, about the page, about the podcast, blah, blah. blah. And then one day I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start doing this podcast. And it's not to get super like sentimental, but to look up, you know, pop open that Instagram app in the morning and see like three or four DMs and they're all just like, hey, I made this cocktail, check it out. What do you think? I'm having a part. Like, it really just, it kind of makes it all worth it. It does. And I have so much fucking liquor at my house, it's startling. So, matter of fact, if you're in the San Diego area and I fucks with you and I'm going to talk... I'm not even going to do that. I was going to like bring out an open invitation for me to make cocktails for someone at my house since I'm not drinking this month. I think that would be a really good idea, but I have people who I'm going to just drag over and watch them drink. Fuck it. Why not? I'm not going to let all this good booze go to waste. Someone's got to drink it. Whatever. Um, as far as the culture... <sighs> Everything's still pretty dry though. Nothing has, has hit the news that's been like, oh my god, I have to really, re- I have to really record this. Um, the one thing that I've seen as a running trend is when I see young ladies uh, slash socialites slash ingenues that are seen with with different men at different time periods. People believe that they are fucking speaking specifically about Lori Harvey Lori Harvey is the stepdaughter in his new marriage and she's not his biological daughter the reason why this grown-ass woman has his last name is neither here nor there but um obviously she's not wanting for anything and she's been linked to a number of people um there's a football star I think she was engaged to and it was Diddy and now Future and uh who else whatever so on and so forth i say that to say this i don't know who wrote the rules to where a young single scratch that i don't know who wrote the rules that a single woman cannot be seen or date 
multiple men in a short time span. Let's leave that shit in the last decade. We are going into the roaring 20s. Hey! <laughs> Completely new decade. Completely. Charleston, that shit the fuck up. Bathtub gent. Whatever. Flapper style. There's no... These bullshit inhibitions where you... It, I just don't like it. I've spoken about this in so many other episodes. Courtship is real. Ladies, if you're listening, date as many people as you fucking want. If you're not exclusively connected to one person, and if you're not lying and hurting someone else, because I'm not doing that, oh, oh, well, if you're not married, you're, you're single. Technically, that's true. If you're not married, you are single, but I'm not okay with lies and deceit. So if you're out here and every person you're dating, they are well informed that you are not exclusive then do what you fucking gotta do don't let these society's standards of like oh well you can't date more than one guy because if you are then you must be having sex with him all the time and no full disclosure i've dated many of men that i've never had sex with hell never 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 even held their fucking hand and i've gone on plenty of dates it can it can be done or where the fuck anybody gets any of this shit from where oh he's taking me out on three or four fuck that he's taking me out on one or two dates so now i must be having sex with him no that's not a thing at all it's never been a thing it's not so let's leave that behind um i also I think in this new decade, I would want to try to be more positive and more optimistic. But I really don't give a fuck that much to do that. So. So fuck that. But (laughs) I am positive about moving forward with the podcast and moving forward with the page. Definitely. I am going to start recording more because I will have a lot more time available because there I don't have to go Christmas shopping. I don't have to go to family events. I damn sure don't have to socialize anymore because I got to stay at home and eat my kale and do physical activities. And mind you, I'm not one of those people that believes in so-called New Year's resolutions. I mean, if you want to wait till the new year and whatever that's your jam fuck it cool but that's not me i i usually just use new year's as a good time to just take a pause and reset everything start over start fresh and that's starting from the inside out so that's another reason why i'm just going to detox my system from all this shit um it's just almost i I didn't really prepare a script and also I do normally have some type of script when I do these because I just don't want to ramble and be all over the place. And this time I just wanted to be a little bit more sincere and more raw, specifically because it's the last one. And I didn't think I would make it to here. And not just recording, but this was a group effort, you know, um shout out to mr ambitious jace because he was a 
a great guest. Uh, Sydney was a great guest. My cousin Akila, who's a returning guest, I love her. I, I obviously I'm definitely gonna have them on again moving forward in the new year, recording again. Um, having my mom on was really fun. Having my husband on was interesting. I thought about possibly having my father on for an episode, but you know, I just know better. You think I'm raw. You think I'm unfiltered. Nah. I'm fucking Mr. Rogers when it comes to him. So we're gonna keep, we're gonna just keep this down to one savage per episode, okay? Now New Year's. I implore everyone if you are going to have a New Year's Eve party or champagne toast, make it fun. Make it fun. Dude. Get some good champagne, please. Like, there are levels to champagne. Let's let's have this conversation. Now, when it's a random Saturday and you at the house and you're like, fuck it, let's just have let's just day drink. Okay. Or if you go you go over to your favorite restaurant, you want to do bottomless, you want to brunch hard, fine. There's nothing wrong with a four dollar bottle. Sorry, four, damn. Nothing wrong with a five to ten dollar bottle of, you know, cooks or my favorite. Dre Day, which is Andre, but I fucks with it. It's called Dre Day. There's nothing wrong with those. If you're going to just drink it in a large amount and you're going to throw your orange juice in it or your fucking grapefruit juice, pineapple, whatever may have you, that's fine. But if you're going to drink champagne standing alone, pay the 30 or 40 bucks for a decent bottle. Please. What I normally do is I get the good bottle for the toast. And that next morning when you're waking up doing your mimosas, that's when you break out that shit. My recommendations for champagne. Um, I like Moet. You know, I'm, I'm a 80s baby, 90s kid. I, I sip Mo till I throw up. I like Mo. <laughs> um, and then there is, I can't pronounce it. Vervurclicois. I'm not even going to front. I'm not. I don't know how to fucking pronounce it. I don't. I don't. But it's very delicious. I really enjoy it. Like, that's the one. Like, if you're going to go with the standard, grab the orange label. Anything above that, I mean, I have had Ace of Spades before on a number of occasions. Not just sitting at home, but also pulling it on bitches in mansion in Miami. So I love Ace of Spades. It's it's really like, it's legit. Um, I haven't had Cristal since I was like 16. Don't ask questions. I haven't had Cristal since I was like 16 and I didn't like it then. But Jay-Z says Ace of Spades, so we're going to do Ace of Spades. So that's pretty much where we are. Um, Dre Day, Cooks, and the likes of it. Also, by this time, we should know the difference between sparkling wine Prosecco and champagne big difference and I'm still kind of shitty with a lot of restaurants who say oh it's a bottomless champagne mimosa brunch no 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 say you have Prosecco don't tell me you have champagne and then it's not champagne don't do that don't but if we do champagne because how do we know it's a champagne it's because it's made in the champagne region of France 
just like how how do we know it's a cognac it's because it's made in the cognac region of france it can't be champagne if it's made in fucking detroit i'm sorry i think that's what they call ripple I thought that was funny. I, I was holding for applause. <laughs> holding for laughter. It's not champagne, okay? So, day drinking, yes. Cooks, trade day, whatever the fuck, that's cool. Um, moderately priced, literally, like, and I'm not a snob. I'm not, you know, fucking bad and boozy where, you know, shout out to bad and boozy. Shout out to fucking bad and boozy. Love them. Um... I'm not the point where I'm a super snob as far as champagne. I like what I like, you know, and I'm just here to give you guys the bare minimum basics, the basic outlines. Like, look, this is what this is. This is the bottom, which is fine, but keep it at the bottom. This is the middle, which is Moet and whatever. Hey, you're listening. How do you pronounce the orange label champagne? Let me know. Maybe I'll Google it. And then a spade. That's, That's all I know. That's pretty much it. That's all I need to know. I'm not drinking champagne like that. But I most likely will do a midnight toast if my old ass can stay up to midnight. Because most of the time, my husband and I can't. But we'll probably do East Coast midnight champagne toast and call it a day. And then the next morning, we'll have brunch. And that's it. I mean, honestly, after Christmas, after Thanksgiving, especially after this whiskey and rib, I am like... I'm very much slow motion, but I'm very much so reflective as well. Like, this is it. We're in a whole new fucking decade. And I feel like the 20s were a really cool time. You know, aside from, you know, look, the, the gross sexism and um, terrifying racism and people jumping out of windows for the stock market crash and the Great Depression and... The war and um, Harlem Renaissance. That was a good time in the 20s, right? Eh? Was that the 20s? Yeah, all right. You know, stormy weather. There you go. That's, that's, it's all I got. Um, German expressionism was a really big thing. That was actually the 30s. trying to give something positive for the 20s um but make this new decade your bitch yo make and honestly anything is what you're gonna make it either way you know if you go into this new decade this new year with the same mindset as before you're gonna continue to get what you're getting if you're giving it the same but if you come in and and this is to go back what i said about me being more optimistic and positive is because if i'm giving optimism out i want that type of optimism and positivity to be returned to me tenfold so i'm very optimistic about the instagram page i still need to get to a thousand followers um and i'm pretty sure i will uh get to that point i i i want to be more positive about my outlooks of me starting to continuously consistently give you episodes of the podcast and i definitely want to have a successful detox the month of january my body and soul needs it also just to be vain a really great friend of mine is getting married 
in Vegas in April. And I just kind of want to shit on hoes a little bit too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Why not? It's Vegas. Oh, yeah. So, that's pretty much it. I mean, honestly, how I got here was a shock, was a surprise, but still a blessing. And it was a gift that has continued to give to me and give me more opportunities. And I've been able to interact with such amazing freaking people in the last year that I would have in no other way been able to meet. Like I actually have a whole fucking new circle or, 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 or a group of people that I now know because of cocktails and culture and it's more so about like me in the podcasting community in southern california and me being in the mixology circles and community out here and i'm putting out a lot but i'm getting a lot in return and i'm okay with that i'm totally okay with that i'm sorry this episode wasn't filled with all kinds of shit but it's just a good wrap-up yo it's a really good wrap-up of everything that I've been putting into this the last 12 months. And I in no way thought, like, I knew I was going to do it. And I'm not a quitter, but I in no way thought that I was going to still have this this far out. Because it's almost going to be, it's been, it's almost going to be a year that I've been doing this. And I haven't, I haven't slowed up yet. So, I mean, aside from, you know, me half-assing these podcast episodes, but as far as the posting, shit, I'm doing it. And I definitely want to, he's not going to listen, but I'm definitely want to thank my husband because he's been super supportive throughout the entire process and dealing with, you know, coming home and there's a new bottle of whatever the fuck somewhere and just that all over the place. Definitely support, supported me throughout this and also all my friends and family. You know, the likes, the reposting, like all of that makes a difference. You know, telling people about the podcast, I mean, about the page. Shout out to my cousin, Ashley. I got a gang of followers just by her just reiterating, like, this is what you need to follow. I know it's a big part of it because I'm putting out good shit. So why not spread it? But when people support you, no matter how small it is, it's always a great gesture. So I always kind of just like, what's a positive way? I don't want to say that's going to be too much of the podcast. My mom is going to be listening. I know I always, you know, fluff you all a bit um, at the very end of every episode, but this is the last one. And I just really, really want wanted to get, I want to get it across how appreciative and grateful and humbled I am because of this every single listen every single repost every single share every time you tell someone about it I thank you for that and I hope that we can continue the same energy and the same mindset going into fucking fucking 2020 it's a good number it's gonna be a good year why the fuck not Hell yeah, let's do it. So for the last time of 2019, I want you all to 
I want you all to have fun with the culture and enjoy the cocktails. No, not, I'm not going to end on that note. Also, still, New Year's Eve, what are you drinking? What are you planning on drinking? I'm going to make a great New Year. Oh. Also, speaking of culture, I'm going to drop this gem before I... I'm so happy I remembered this. So, for those who don't know, in African American culture, the first meal that you eat on New Year's Day for the new year is that meal that sets the trend. Like, hey, I'm eating this because I want to eat like this all year round. So, normally, and this goes back generations, it's supposed to be fried chicken and black eyed peas and like greens and some other shit. I don't really know the full menu of it because my mom, when I was a kid, because I was like, oh, well, you know, such and such, they're going to have black eyed peas and chicken, blah, blah, for dinner. Is that what we're going to have? And my mother said, no, I'm, I don't want to fucking eat like that the rest of the year. I don't want beans and chicken every year. Like I get that was the meal and that was like good eating, you know, back in the fifties. Like, yeah, you know, chicken and beans, mm, throw down. Great. She's like, no, I don't want to eat like that all year round. I refuse. She goes, you know how I want to eat all year round? I want steak. I want lobster. I want crab. I This is what I want all year. I want that type of prosperity in my home. Not no motherfucking fried chicken. So she set the tone that your first meal, it's supposed to be what you really want. Not just the traditional, everybody's soaking their black eyed peas right now. I get it. I respect it. But I don't want to eat like, I don't want black eyed peas all year round. But if I'm always having this piece of a scallop or some type of surf and turf, some type of crustacean on the menu, on my dinner menu all year round, I'm going to consider it a very successful year. So this year I'm actually going to do, this is how it started. Okay. I was supposed to make a, get a ribeye, you know, maybe a little bit of surf, a couple crab legs, nothing crazy. So I go to the market, didn't find a decent ribeye, got some lobster tails, stumbled upon a leg of lamb. So I text Akila, I text April, I text Sydney, and I said, hey, what do you all think? And it was a resounding, fuck yeah, you need to do that shit. This is, yeah, yeah, you need to make that. Oh, should I? Yeah. Yes, that's going to work. And then I just, it went from that to... Okay, well, let me make a Persian salad and make me let me get some basmati rice. And now I'm having a Persian New Year's Eve or New Year's Day dinner, whatever the fuck. That's how I, how I got there. So if you look on the page and you see my stories and you're thinking, why the fuck is she having Persian salad? That's how I got there. Okay, cool. So make sure that first meal is one that you really want to set the tone for. So before you grab that can of beans... Just think twice about it, right? Okay, cool. So now we're going to end it. 2019 was good. 2020 is going to fucking eclipse it. Um, I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys next year. Hate that shit. Um, but once again, full 12 months of actual, almost, of support, consistency, um, interaction, feedback. I love all of you guys, my cocktails and culture crew, you've made this all worthwhile and you've made me go into a new decade with this new mindset and vibe. So I'm 
I'm overwhelmed with positivity right now. So let's finish it the right way. Have fun with the culture and enjoy the cocktails. Peace.